0: Do you like this church? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we like it too. And we like all of you. <laughs> so, that's why we've been pastors for 36 years. Anyway, and because we are a family church here at Heart of the Bay, we consider all of you guys part of our family. And so, we want to have a little family announcement today. Is that good? Yep. Want to let you know something that's going on with me. Personally, because I know y'all. Do y'all love me? Yes. I need to take a breath. I just need to anyway. So. Yeah, we love
1: you. I love you. I know you do. You know we had such a such a refreshing time on vacation that it, it we almost got to a point where it was difficult to walk. We got so relaxed. <laughs> and. Uh, so I've been, I've been pampering Brenda and making sure that she's had plenty of massages and facials and...
0: Calories and calories and calories. Uh, and you know, calories. she
1: even... I was so good to her, she even uh, agreed to go to the Giants game with me yesterday. And uh, that's not why they lost, though. They just... They, just, they didn't play very well. Um, but okay. we do have a very special announcement we want to make, and uh, you got your breath back? Okay.
0: So... As, I want to let y'all know this. For the last several years, I've been dealing with something called osteoarthritis in both knees. Some of you, I know, have dealt with that same condition. In talking to you, I know you're familiar with that term. And what it is, it causes deterioration in the cartilage in your knees. And it starts to affect your mobility, especially going up stairs or inclines. It's been harder for me to even walk up these few stairs. And I really don't like that i hate that
1: actually especially when you're you're <laughs> a girl that loves to leap over walls yeah. and run, run through run.
0: that's true so a couple of years ago or actually six years ago i started getting cortisone shots in both knees and that gives you a bit of relief but about a year ago they stopped stopped being effective and prior to that two years ago i actually met with the surgeon and they recommended that i do knee replacement surgery i wasn't quite ready to do it at that time and you know each person has your own path that you need to take when you face things like this you yeah. need to seek the lord yeah. and you need to get his direction and what's best in your situation yeah i can't judge you you shouldn't judge me on which path i decide to take when i'm in a physical crisis but this i do know for sure that we are to be led by the spirit follow after peace and not get in fear yeah sometimes people don't elect to do what the doctor suggests because of fear and that's not faith well anyway that's a whole other message we won't go there
1: someone said that the answer to a man in one questions are be led by the spirit you know And uh, so a path that one takes may be different than a path that someone else may take.
0: Absolutely. So after much prayerful consideration and following after peace, and I know I'm being led by the Spirit of God, my husband's in agreement, spoken with different people, I've determined that surgery is the direction that I should go. Now, I know this for sure, that there are many things left for me to do. And lots of places to go. Amen. And I do not want to be hindered by immobility issues. If I want to hike a mountain, I want to hike a mountain, you know, and whatever. So, and travel around the world without having to deal with pain in my knees. So they did all the blood work, EKG, all that stuff, and determined that I am a good candidate, which I agree with, to do both knees at one time, which is called... (laughs) Bilateral. Double so, doable. Double is doable. Get her done, as how they would say in Everyone Oklahoma. Everyone double, double is doable. So the surgery is scheduled for this Friday, July thirteenth. When they first called me and said you're going to have your surgery on July thirteenth, I'm not superstitious, but I was kind of like, really, Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> But then we, Pastor, will elaborate. But we talked with some ministry friends, friends, and one of them was Keith and Phyllis Moore, and she said, "Oh, you know what? Friday the thirteenth has been the most blessed day for me. (laughs) Awesome things happened to me on Friday the thirteenth. So hey, I'm taking that. That's what's happening to me. Awesome things. So it will require an overnight stay in the hospital, and then at that point, I'll go home and recover at home. Physical therapist comes at home. I'll be recovering." For a few weeks. But the good news is, is I've got a lot of help, good family assistance. I want you all to see how strong. <laughs> he's had me lifting weights to get my arm strength strong, but he's he's already strong, so he's gonna be helping me for a we couple gotta, of weeks.
1: We gotta do a little bit more of that this know, week. You've I been know. slacking off.
0: I know. Does lifting your fork count? I mean, <laughs> a little more of that so anyway my brother y'all know my brother many of you do ricky and his lovely wife sally will be coming this thursday and so they'll be at the hospital during my surgery making pastor mark laugh i'm sure it's a three-hour surgery no deal not a deal and then after they'll be here for a week and after that i have a sister in washington who's gonna come and stay and help around the house and pastor is like is she a good cook? I'm like, yeah, she's a good cook. So he's pretty happy about that. He's going to get some real home-cooked meals.
1: Yes and amen.
0: <laughs> so the rest of the story, yeah. we're trying to make it a little lighthearted because to tell you the truth, pastor said to me, do not get emotional because you might make me cry. So I'm not going to cry.
1: No, I'm, we're not Because I cry. know
0: it's the right thing to do. Amen.
1: So let me just share with you just a a few things. You know, we've consulted with many of our peers uh, for agreement. You know, Pastor Hagen himself had knee replacement. Of course, we called Keith and Phyllis Moore when we were on vacation and the Brazies. And, you know, we we don't approach these uh, decisions lightly. We approach it with wisdom. We approach it with counsel. And uh, one of the things that really, really, really resonated with us and really, really helped us is when we talked to the Moors, it was a week ago Friday, Brother Keith began to pray in a prayer of agreement with us. And of course, many of our staff has prayed and we are in agreement. But here are some of the things that you can hook up with and that you can praise God with us for. Amen? Now, this morning's teaching is, I choose praise. So one of the things you can do is agree with this. Number one, a quick, easy procedure. And for the doctors to have godly wisdom, insight, for them to be quick and sharp and alert, and their hands guided by the Lord. And then Brother Keith prayed this out, and I want you to say aloud, "Amen." To do the best job they've ever done. Amen. Additionally, no complications, no infections. No fever. And this is a big one. You'll want to remember this one for loved ones, and hopefully not you, but for loved ones. No complications or infections, but no problems with any equipment or instruments. Amen? Amen. And then our spiritual father, Dad Hagen, said, you know, Mom Hagen underwent... uh, some treatment for cancer, and she underwent some things during her lifetime, and basically the Lord spoke to Brother Hagen and said, if you will ask me to speed up the recovery process, I'll do it. Amen. And so we are declaring in the name of Jesus for a speedy, re, speedy recovery, amen. Amen. amen, and for God to speed up the healing process. Amen. So here's what you can do as you all stand with me. You can hook up with your words. You can surround Brenda with prayer and praise. And then we also are asking, understand this, many of you that have been through similar things, understand this, that she's going to need to rest, that she'll be available, she will not be available for phone calls, texts, or emails. If you want to send a card to the church, that would be awesome. But what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be sending out updates weekly on her process. Amen. And if you do not have uh, an email, if you do not have it addressed, if the church doesn't have it, go to the information table and give it to us or put it on the connection card uh, better yet. Amen? Stretch forth your hands toward her right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you and give you glory in advance for a successful surgery. And Lord, I believe that what I saw in my dream is she's going to be just like a gazelle. Hallelujah. Running and leaping and going into all the world and preaching the gospel and even being a greater blessing here at Heart of the Bay and in the Bay Area. We declare that her best days are ahead of her. And Lord, we, come on, let's lift our hands and give Him praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. And amen. Now you're going to be in good hands uh, next Sunday. Ricky Edwards is going to be with you. He is a on-fire revivalist. He'll be doing all three services. Then because he's staying at the home, he's staying over to do the next Wednesday night service as well. Going to be awesome. And then one of our all-time favorites of Heart of the Bay Christian Center, Keith Hershey will be in on the 22nd. So you guys are going gonna to be blessed, you're going to be encouraged in the Lord. I'm asking you during this season to stay faithful, to be faithful with your time, your talents, and your treasures, amen? We're not going to experience any lack in any area in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? So I'll be preaching this morning, and then I'll be preaching tonight, and then I'll be back on the 29th of July... And I'll be doing those services on the 29th and all of August. So, praise the Lord. We appreciate your prayers. We love you. And we thank God for you.
0: And then I wanted to say one last thing. I love all of you. I'd love to give you all a hug today and chat with you. But I did speak with the pre-op nurse. Yesterday, Friday and that sh- her advice was do not have a lot of physical contact with a lot of people they don't want you to get any kind of cold or virus or anything like that that could hinder the surgery or your progress so everybody put your arms out like this I'm giving you <laughs> <laughs> receive my hug and my love I love you all, bless you
1: <laughs> Amen Pastor Brenda Nunes. <laughs> amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Psalm 100, you may be seated. We are in our series called I Choose Praise. I Choose Praise. From the book of Psalms, verse 1, <clears throat> Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him, and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting. And His truth endures to all generations. That word praise there is a celebration to sing songs of admiration. The Hebrew title for the book of Psalms is Talahim, literally means the book of praises. I want you to notice in verse 4, in the message says, Enter with the password, thank you. Making yourselves at home, talking praise. Thank Him and worship Him. Enter the password. How many of you have some passwords, maybe on your phone or on your computer? Well, praise is the proper protocol for coming before the Father. Now, perhaps you've set a password and have had the experience of forgetting your password. So you had to either call someone or do go through the motions. Well, thank God, this password is not a password that we forget. This password is the name of Jesus. This password is giving praise and it's giving thanksgiving to our God. Can you say amen? Amen. Now notice with me, in 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter. 2 Chronicles chapter twenty. And verse 22, say it with me, I choose praise. Now, before we read this verse, let's pray. Stretch forth your hand toward me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for giving me utterance today for your people. Help me to speak a word in season to every person in the house. Lord, I give you glory. I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And all said, "Amen." Amen. Verse 22, great verse of scripture. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, what did the Lord do? Anybody got any enemies that need to be ambushed? Amen. I didn't look up the word ambush, but I know it's a good thing for the children of the king. Amen. Amen. So he set ambushes against all those people, against all of their enemies, and he stopped them dead in their tracks. There was such confusion in the camp of the enemy that they began to slay one another. And what the children of Israel did is they obeyed instructions, and they said, praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. And when that happened, the Lord set ambushes. Amen. But I want you to see a truth here that I think is very important. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, did you know that you can sing without praising? Did you know that you can come to church and be polite? When PT or or myself say, lift up your hands, you lift up your hands. You can lift up your hands without your heart being involved in it. Amen. I'm not saying you're doing that, but it is very possible for that to happen. So we don't want to just, we want to be polite, but we don't want to just be polite. We want to be praisers. We want to be men and women whose heart is not only in our giving, but our heart is in our praising. And the way that happens is you stir your heart up all week long and you open up doors of praise to God in your home so that when you come in, oh man, you're really ready to praise God. Amen. Amen. Now, Hebrews says it like this. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. Now, notice, that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Yeah. You see, the praise that formulates in your heart, the heart of praise, the heart of worship is that fruit. Fruit takes time to form. Come on, somebody. And it forms out of a thankful heart. You see, my brothers and sisters, it's out of the abundance of your heart that your mouth will speak. It's out of the abundance of your heart that your mouth will give thanks, that your mouth will praise. Somebody says, well, pastor, how often should I praise? All the time. You know, if his praise is going to continually be in our lips. Amen? That means we are praising Him and choosing to praise Him at all times and, listen friends, in all seasons. In the seasons of life. Right now, the season that Brenda and I are going through, we've chosen to praise Him. We're not going to sit around the house and complain. Joyce Meyer says, if you complain, you will remain. But, oh, my brothers and sisters, if you praise, what will happen? You will be raised. See, it's a matter of choosing joy over sorrow. It's a matter of choosing praise over complaining. That's why he said in James, my brothers, count it all joy when you fall into a difficult season. Amen? Now, notice with me. So there are some things that praise will do in your life. It is the power of praise. What does it do? Number one, praise will defeat your enemies. Number two, praise will put you over the top. Number three, praise will bring you right out of prison. It'll bring you out of the prison of insecurity. It'll bring you out of the prison of depression. It'll bring you out of the prison of oppression. Praise puts you on top. And praise brings you out of any prison. Not only that, but praise brings you into victory. It's good to live on the victory side of life. But also, praise will give you a breakthrough. We serve the God of the breakthrough. We serve the Lord who is the breaker. And folks, when you praise Him, the Bible says, He inhabits your praise. That means he sits in, he dwells in, he just comes on the scene and squashes your enemies. And while he's doing it, he's giving you a breakthrough. From the rising of the sun till the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. On a Monday morning, he is to be praised. On a Wednesday afternoon, he is to be praised. At all times, in all seasons, in everything, give thanks. For why? For this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's take a praise break right now. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 The word for praise one of them is tehillah, not tequila. Tehillah, hallelujah. halal, Hallelujah. Psalm 24 verses 1 through 10. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those that dwell therein. He has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? I'll tell you who can ascend into the hill of the Lord. Those that are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Don't let condemnation keep you out. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. He who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, Selah. That means pause and think calmly about it. Okay. (laughs) Verse 7. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of Glory might just visit you. No, the King of Glory will come in. You want, and I want, and we want the King of Glory involved in every area of our lives. Because glory means His presence, it means heavy and weighty with everything good. Amen. Verse 8. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in what? Over there in Chronicles, they were facing a battle. But what God said to them, you will not need to fight in this battle. All you must do is position yourselves. And the position that I want you to take is a position of praise. If you will give place to praise, Amen. I will show up as the Lord strong and mighty in battle. And I will ambush your enemy for you. Oh, hallelujah. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Do we face battles? Aren't you glad if God be for you, who can be against you? Aren't you glad if the Lord is on your side, you don't have to be afraid what comes against you. Amen? He says, lift up your heads, verse 9, O ye gates. Lift up you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. And then he goes on to say in verse 10, who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of Say it with me. He is is. the King King of glory. Now, lift up your heads was a figure of speech for rejoicing and praise. This is what the people of a city would do when a king was coming in from battle. Or when a king was coming in from another country after visiting another king or another country people would be set on the tower. And on that tower, you could see for miles and miles and miles. And so they would have an outlook up there at the tower, and they would see the king of glory, the king of England, or the king of Scotland, or whatever king it was, coming from afar with his entourage. And they would announce to the people below, the king is on his way. Prepare ye the way for the king, for the king will be here very shortly. And people of the city, here's what they do. They would drop everything that they were doing, and they would gather, and they would stand at the gates, ready to greet the king. And they would lift up their heads, not just the physical gate, but they would lift up the living gate. Amen. And they would lift up their heads and they would rejoice and praise and celebrate as the king would come in with triumphant entry. Woo, hallelujah. You see, there were being a living gate where there was a physical gate. And what happens when the living gates praise him? You are that living gate. What happens is this, that the king of glory comes in. The glory and the presence and the goodness of God comes in to manifest himself, to do battle on our behalf. Hallelujah. You see, in my individual life, I have doors. And as the head of the house and as a man of God over my household, my wife and I have the privilege and the opportunity to open the door to him in our lives, in our home. We could keep him on the outside looking in, or we could invite the king of glory to come in to our home, into our children, into the affairs of our life individually through praise and thanksgiving. My brothers and sisters, that's an invitation that you make on a daily basis. Praise and thanksgiving opens up all sorts of doors. But my brothers and sisters, there's some gates that need to be opened through Heart of the Bay Christian Center. There are some gates that God wants us to open. We are to lift up our heads, to lift up our hearts in praise and thanksgiving, and corporately the gates will open, and the King of Glory will come in, and He will outdo any enemy that has come against us. It is so important, folks, that we don't just come to church casually. That we don't come just to church just as business as usual. I'll see what PT can say. Maybe Pastor Mark can get happy and run up and down the aisle and I can feel something. No! You ought to feel something before you get here. I felt a little something up in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, I'm not saying we don't have troubles. I'm not saying we don't have difficulties. But aren't you glad in the midst of difficulties and in the midst of troubles, we have the greatest King of glory that is ready to move on our behalf? Oh, somebody say amen. Yeah. So here's what happens oftentimes many people have closed the door, they've just closed the door. Many churches haven't opened the gates for years, it's three points in a poem. It's tickle my ear. Tell me what I want to hear. Run up and down the aisles. Are you kidding me? Amen. Are you kidding me? Not run up and down the aisles? Not shout? Not praise? We have a Pentecostal experience in this place. But many times people in the individual lives, instead of their heads being lifted up, their heads are down. And they're looking at... The surface below, the thinking about the disease and thinking about the kids rebelling. and Oh, I know your word says, but all this is going on. And all the time, the king of glory is knocking on the door. He's knocking on the door. He's knocking on the gates. He's knocking on the gates. And he's saying, let me in. Lift up your heads. Lift up your hands. Get your heart involved in praise and worship. Open up your life. Open up your heart. Let me in and I will come in. And I will change the very atmosphere of your home. I will change the atmosphere of your body. I will Oh, ch- hallelujah. I will change the very atmosphere in this auditorium. Lift up your heads. Make an entryway for the Lord. Make a place. And that place is made with praise. I understand. The last thing you may feel like doing is praising God. You know, I'm anointed to preach this. I'm not anointed to live it. I face the same things you do. I face doubts. I face fears. I face the enemy. But what I have learned to do is never ever to push the pause button on praise. Because as soon as I push the pause button on praise is when the enemy begins to talk to me and begin to do things in my life. But oh, thank God, we can keep the praises going from the morning till the night. We can worship the King of glory. Hallelujah! I hope you're getting this message today. God is saying, let me in, let me in, let me in. We face problems. But aren't you glad we have the solution? I prophesied to you this morning, your problems are temporary, but your solutions are eternal. That is why we are not to look at the things which are seen for the things which are seen are subject to change we are to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus we are to keep our eyes fixed on the king of glory hallelujah and the eternal God will change your temporary situations and turn what the enemy meant for evil around for good and the God of glory will get glory in your life come on somebody hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. So don't push the pause button on praise. Amen. The book of Psalms is a book of praise. I believe that every one of us ought to be singing psalms and praises to God every day. Somebody says, I'm not a prophet. I, I, I can't sing a psalm to the Lord that that, that rhymes. You don't have to rhyme. You don't have to sound like Pastor Tom to please God. Listen, folks, he's looking for a heart of worship. He's looking for a people who love him, who give place to him. He's not concerned about what, how your voice sounds. 99% and a half of us are not called to record. We're called to praise, though. We're a kingdom of priests. We should show forth the praises of Him who's called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Am I preaching okay today? Amen. Somebody says, well, how do I do it? Just open up the book of Psalms and recite a verse and then sing the verse. Sing it. Like Psalm 23, verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then sing it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall never lack because the God of glory has got my back. Whatever. Amen. Amen. Somebody says, well, you know, that didn't sound like Pastor Tom. I'm not trying to compete with PT. All I want is my praises to go up before the throne of grace as a sweet-smelling savor. Hallelujah. The Bible says with such sacrifices, God is well-pleased. Woo! Every go, one go. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalm 34. And I can see that I'm going to need to pick up on this tonight, but let's look at Psalm 34. Verse 1, he said, "I will bless the Lord." That means I'm choosing to do it. At all times. His praise is going to continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. See, this is something that we can do together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Now, you know what a magnifying glass does, right? It makes things get bigger. Well, we understand that God isn't getting any bigger He's already the Most High God, but He can become bigger to us. He can get bigger in our eyes. When we start to see Him in, a, in that way and in that fashion, the problems diminish and get smaller. Whatever I magnify, whatever we magnify and glorify, we give place to in our lives. So let's say this together. I'm going to magnify the Lord. Now here's what happens when you magnify God Individually and corporately You'll get bigger on the inside Your heart will become enlarged And also it will give Him a bigger place to work in your life Is anybody open to God doing a work in our lives? You know none of us have arrived Amen But we're on our way right? And He who has begun a good work He's going to complete it Until he returns in your life, in my life, in all of our lives. And I know that for the will of God to be done to its fullest extent, there needs to be an enlargement on the inside of me. There needs to be more place given to the Lord of glory. And somehow I sense that that's true in my life. It most likely is true in your life as well. Amen. So put your hand over your heart and say in the name of Jesus. I open up your heart. I open up my heart. I believe for expansion on the inside of me as I magnify you. The 69th Psalm says, I will praise the name of the Lord with a song and I'm going to magnify Him with thanksgiving. Amen? I will magnify the Lord. I choose to magnify Him today. Now, how many of you ever heard of a guy by the name of the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul was absolutely an awesome example for us to follow. Now he said, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He said in Ephesians, But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. He said in Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual gifts. Amen? Amen. The Apostle Paul said, learned by experience how to keep himself full he learned by experience how to magnify the lord in the most difficult of difficult situations he'd ever faced i mean he was left shipwrecked he was in trials and tribulations among false brethren stonings and fastings i mean he was on his way to rome and there came a great storm by the name of eureklodon tried to wreck his life But the Apostle Paul would not give up, and he would not give in. And I know this, that you and I are made out of the same stuff that the Apostle Paul is made out of. We have the same Christ in us, the hope of glory that the Apostle Paul had on the inside of him. Amen? You are made out of the right stuff. And I do not mean to diminish the anointing and the power of God as stuff, but you understand what I'm saying. Say it with me. I have Christ in me. The hope of glory. Now listen guys, there was one day where Paul and Silas were out doing the will of God. How many of you know you can be out doing the will of God and the devil come along and try to steal, kill and destroy you? Right? They're out doing the will of God. They're out preaching the gospel. But then there was this little girl that followed them everywhere they went. And the Bible says that this girl gained her uh, masters much gained by her soothsaying. In other words, she was yielded to an evil spirit. But she followed them every day. And she would say daily, These are men of the most high God! These are men of the most high God! You know, you can say the right thing with the wrong spirit. And she was saying the right thing but had the wrong spirit. And then, like Paul, and probably like you, after many days, Paul got grieved in his spirit. I mean, I just did that twice, and you looked at me like, shut up. (laughs) So I won't say it again. But after many days, Paul was just grieved in his spirit. And he turned around, and he addressed that spirit that was motivating that soothsaying little girl. And he said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to shut up and I command you to come out of her in Jesus' name. You know what happened? That devil stopped immediately. She lost the devil's anointing. (laughs) She could no longer read palms and her masters got really ticked off. Why? Because their gain is gone. They have no more money. This girl has been disabled by the anointing. And they got so upset that they took Paul and Silas and they beat them to a pulp. The Bible says it wasn't one stripe, but it was many stripes. Stripe after stripe after stripe, beating after beating after beating. They beat Paul and Silas. And not only did they beat them, but they put them into the innermost part of the prison. The innermost part of the prison is the lowest place in the prison. I mean, it is not just the pits. It is the pit of pits. And they were down there in the pit down there in the prison. And Paul and Silas give an example to us of lifting up your heads and lifting up your gates in acts chapter 16 and notice with me in verse 25 and at midnight every one of you will will experience a midnight experience midnight is the darkest time of day midnight is the crisis of life they were in a crisis and the scripture says at midnight Paul turned over to Silas and said, If this is what we get for serving God, I'm joining the Jehovah's Witnesses. (laughs) Silas, can you hear me? And then Silas looked at Paul and said, Yeah, I know. I'm telling you what. My mama told me there'd be days like this. She said, Mama said there'll be days like this. That was not happening in that prison that day. Not that day. Not any day. And no day in your life. And no day in my life. At midnight, Paul and Silas, what'd they do? It's a good thing to pray at midnight. But it's also a good thing to be prayed up before midnight. And if they hadn't been prayed up before midnight, they probably wouldn't have prayed at midnight. But you see, they prayed and they mixed praises with their praying. I declare to you, they were prayed up and praised up before midnight. So at midnight, that is something that automatically came out of their heart. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed And they sang praises to God. And it wasn't one of these, oh, I have a little quiet praise in my heart. You know, I don't believe in in being too demonstrative. No, be demonstrative. Get demonstrative. Open up your mouth. Lift up your voice. Amen. Lift up your voice and praise Him. No, they prayed and sang praises to God. But here's what happened. The prisoners heard them and when the prisoners heard them and when they sang praying and praising God the Lord God mighty in battle sent an earthquake and it wasn't a Loma Prieta death destroying earthquake it was a Holy Ghost shaking it was an earthquake straight from the King of Glory and he ambushed every enemy and the Bible says that the place was shaken. How many of you got some things that need to be shook up? Come on, somebody. Some things that need to be shook up. The place was shaken. And the Bible says that everyone's bands were loosed. Not only were Paul and Silas's bands loosed, but those prisoners' were, bands were loosed, and they received a deliverance that day. But understand this, it didn't come by casual pray, prayer and casual praise. It came by some crazy praise. It came by some absolute strong prayers. Amen. I believe this with all of my heart, that there's some things that God wants to shake up in your life individually. I believe he wants to shake some things up in this church corporately. Amen. So what do you say we make praise a lifestyle? so that when the midnight experiences occur, praise is going to flow naturally. Amen. When we choose to praise Him, it is going to release God's power. Who will stand up with me right now for about 60 seconds and give God some crazy praise? Come on. Let's give Him some praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up your heart, heart of the bay. And let the King of glory come in. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. I don't know about you. But for about 120 seconds before we go today, I want to praise God. I know there was strong praise in the house. But God's not finished with us yet. Amen. If you have a need in your life, if you want to receive healing in your body, if you want Jesus to do something good for you, just lift up your hearts, lift up your heads and let the King of glory come in. Amen. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everyone say glory. 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 Glory, to glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on now. Yeah, let's give him some praise. give the Lord the highest praise, come, come give the, the Lord high free. the highest praise. is know that I know that I know that God wants to fill some people today with the Holy Spirit.